Welcome in to another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined by Rob Cassidy. Rob, how's it going today? It's going well. I'm excited to see what kind of audio issues we run into. Uh... Yeah, well, our Sunday show didn't come out till Tuesday this week. Uh, so that tells you uh, what's been going on over here. No wonder we're getting one-star reviews uh, on iTunes. So uh, anyway, we're glad to be back. Uh, we're going to jump. Let's just, you know, we want to remind you, leave a review, tell a friend, etc. We're going to jump right into our pitch. Oh, Rob, last week, awful. we stunk. Uh, I went six eleven and one. You went seven ten and one. We got a push on Penn State Buffalo somehow. <laughs> a game that you know I definitely would be picking if you hadn't forced me to. So you know I have a uh, I have a complicated TV system here that relies heavily on over the air antennas to watch games. You know because you've got CBS, ABC, Fox, and NBC, so you can get a lot of games over the air. Well, for some reason the ABC station just wasn't working last week. Uh, and that's the game that the Texas LSU game was on. So I had to completely change my thing, and I was stuck with one TV having Penn State and Buffalo on. <laughs> so I actually watched. <laughs> I actually had that game on the entire game because it was the only over-the-air game available. So uh, anyway, let's jump right into the picks. Friday night. Now, this is a good one. This is actually the game. I hate – can we talk about how we hate these Friday night games, or do you like them? I, I, well, for us, I mean, they suck because we're usually at high school games, you know? So, I mean, I, I think I would like them if I did not have my job. Uh, so it's pretty selfish for me to hate them. But because I do have my job, I cannot stand them. Because I never get to see them. I get to see, like, Washington State or Arizona State or whoever's playing the 1030 kickoff. I get to see the second half of that at some crappy sports bar that's close to whatever BFE high school stadium I happen to be in that night. Right, it's like the worst of both worlds because, yeah, if the game's on during the normal time, we miss it because we're at a high school game. And then if it's on late, a lot of times I'm tired and fall asleep before it's over. So uh, the game this week is Washington State at Houston, which arguably would probably be one of the most entertaining games of the week. That's what makes me mad about it, too. Is like, wouldn't that be great to be watching at 8 o'clock on Saturday instead? Yeah, but I mean, it's also great to have it on Friday night for people that have normal jobs that aren't, you know, invested in high school football as adults. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'll show some respect to the game. I saw Josh tweeting about it, and I agreed with him. So, all right, let's talk about it. Washington State is a nine-point favorite on the road at Houston, and Dark Horse Heisman candidate De'Aaron King uh, – who do you got in that one, Rob? I, I've got Washington State. I watched Houston play in week one, and they did not look good. Uh, Dana's got his work cut out for him down there. Uh, give me the Cougs. Yeah, I'm, I'm always nervous. I get nervous about Washington State because they inevitably blow some game they're supposed to win every year. But uh, but isn't it usually against like an Oregon State or like some Pac-12 cellar dweller? Right. It's usually on a Friday night against, yeah, at Oregon State or, or whatever. So... Uh, I'm going to take Washington State too. I just think that they're going to score a million points. I just, I agree. I, I can't imagine Houston being able to stop uh, them at all. So let's go to Saturday. This game was supposed to be the game of the week. All types to talk about college game day going to Syracuse uh, to, for for the Clemson game. Clemson a 28 point favorite. Isn't that insane? Syracuse has looked bad. I mean, they got ran off the field by Maryland, didn't they? Yes. Oh, they got hammered in a game that we, I believe, uh, we both got wrong. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me Trev. Trev minus twenty-eight. Um, yeah. This one is interesting. This was the game last year where Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Uh, Chase Bryce. This was right after Kelly Bryant left, of course, because then you had the the people saying he shouldn't have quit. Blah blah blah. Chase Bryce comes in. Uh, leads them to a game-winning drive, and they escape. I think Clemson's definitely going to be out for some revenge. I think it'll be a cool atmosphere in the Carrier Dome, but but Syracuse getting given up a hundred points to Maryland doesn't uh, bode well, especially because Clemson offense still hasn't really had one of these huge games where it's really clicking. I think they I think they smoke them too. Um, another game that that I find interesting, Rob. Now tell me what you think about this one: Alabama going to South Carolina. 25-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I've got, I got the Gamecocks, man. I know they haven't looked great. I know that they lost North Carolina. Um, I know that it's kind of been rough. They've got their backup quarterback in there. But I like the backup quarterback. I enjoy Ryan Holinsky. I think that he is going to be an NFL quarterback at some level once everything's said and done. Uh, even as a true freshman, I think South Carolina could keep this closer than that. Give me the Gamecocks. Yeah, he was in the five-star discussion heavily for us. Uh He's good. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. He, he is really good. He looked really good last week. 
I'm going to take South Carolina too. We, I've always feel stupid picking against Alabama, but guess what? I don't care. This is they're going on the road. They have a little bit of you know some defensive issues. I know their offense is amazing, but South Carolina has good DBs. Uh, they always have a good defense. So yeah, give me the Gamecocks as well with the twenty-five and a half. Look at us agreeing on everything. We're going yeah, we're going zero and twenty. Yeah, this is going to be a bad week for us. Arkansas um, State traveling to Georgia. Georgia, thirty-two point favorite. Just huge lines this week. Uh, Georgia has blown people out, but they've also let some teams hang around early. So uh, what do you think, Rob? Uh, I don't know enough about Arkansas State to really. This is one of those games that I would not watch or pick if it was not for this podcast. So I, give me the Bulldogs. Guess what? At least that's the that's the known commodity for me. All right, so I'll I'll zig here. Uh, I'm going to take Arkansas State. Uh, they got the coach coming back, I believe, after his wife died. Emotional, I think. But if if there's a first half line on this game, I like it. I just. Georgia started slow uh, so far in both of, in both their games. I think you know your boy Daquan Green scoring a touchdown for Murray State last week. Did you see that? No, but you texted me about <laughs> it, and I don't know why Daquan's my boy, other than he was from Florida. Uh, he was always he was around for a long time. Uh, number five, Oklahoma at UCLA. Oklahoma's only a twenty-three point favorite, which sounds yeah. They're going to win by a hundred. <laughs> I mean, it's not the Rob Cassidy lock of the week because there are two games I like more, but I really like the Sooners. <laughs> I'm going to take them, but I would stay away from this one. Uh, Chip Kelly would, uh, made me some uh, some uh, good cheddar last year at the end of the year getting the team together. And I know they look terrible, but I just for some reason I'm one of these people that can't give up on Chip, so uh, I'm going to stay I've, Yeah, I've quit. I've, I'm ready to fire him. All right, so, so you take Oklahoma – I'm going to take uh, Oklahoma as well, but I said I'm staying away. Ohio State at Indiana, 16.5-point favorites. Ooh, this one is tasty, Rob. This is the game they lost last year, right? Uh, no, they lost to Purdue. That's right. That's <laughs> the other Indiana school. By like 100, too, not this like- Look, I like Michael Penix. I kind of – I'm taking the Hoosiers. I think they can keep this game close. Guess what? So am I. Upset pick. Uh, at least the cover upset cover pick. Indiana has a defensive-minded coach who, by the way, is one of the nicest coaches whenever I run into him out in public. Uh, no, he's great, right? Yeah, came, came up to me at Georgia Tech this year and said, Hey, Woody, how you doing? I said, Oh, hey, coach. I, like, I, I can't have met him more than one, one and a half times before that. So uh, I'm a narcissist. <laughs> I'm Indiana. <laughs> I, I sat with him in a, in a high school office for like an hour once. Uh, just basically making fun of people. <laughs> but, no, he's great, man. Yeah, he's like a normal person. He's not one of these, like, coaching robots. I, you know, I, I like him. Yeah, it's very – so so we're, we're taking Indiana there. Penix, I think, can give Ohio State problems, especially based on how horrible FAU looked against uh, UCF and the, and the way they were able to put a few points on the board against uh, the Buckeyes. I, I'm going with Indiana. Uh, New Mexico State at – or, excuse me, New Mexico at Notre Dame – Notre Dame a thirty-five point favorite. Notre Dame was not impressive against Louisville at all. Yeah, I never bet on the New Mexico teams just because how boring the mascots are. <laughs> to be honest, I don't. But yeah, I, I think it's a lot of points. And Notre Dame, like you said, has not looked as good as I'd like them to look. I, I you know, give me the, give me, give me the. Is it New Mexico or New Mexico it's New State? New Mexico's the Lobos. It's the one with the yeah. I'll the take wolf. yeah. Give me that. Give, yeah, give me the wolf. <laughs> give me the wolves. You like? Please. I like the cowboy. Yeah, you like the firing cowboy guy. Um, <laughs> that looks like a uh, that looks like a, a steak, like one of those family style buffet mascots <laughs> that you know hocks you like a mashed potato plate for three ninety nine or whatever. All right, next up the Woody Barrett Bowl, uh, Kent State at Auburn. Uh, Kent State thirty getting uh, thirty five and a half points. Uh, I don't even know if Woody Barrett's going to play because I saw the other quarterback was in, but Woody Barrett famously went to Auburn. Uh, we got just hammered by Auburn fans over his ranking over and over again. He transfers to Kent State where he's now the starter or was the starter, uh, and now he returns to Auburn. So, th- Look, I watched a little bit of Kent State, and you can't imagine how bad they are. No, I actually watched them play Kennesaw State, and they should have lost. Yeah, no, that's the game I watched. I watched like 10 minutes of it and couldn't believe it. Yeah, because so. it was overtime. I was like, I told Lackford I was watching it. He was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, it's overtime. I'll watch overtime of any teams. I, I'll, oh, shoot. Oh, sorry, I'm <laughs> dropping stuff over here. Sorry, guys. I'll take, 
I will take Auburn and Bo Nix, please. Yeah, I'm going to take Auburn too. But I, I, I'm sort of intrigued by Kent State. Had I not watched them almost lose to Kennesaw State, which is one of the best teams in the, uh, the FCS. Uh, by the way, I took no. Well, and shout out to Kent State too because they also have nice coaches. Every time I run into them on the road, they're they're good people. You know who Kent State also has? One of your favorite players of all time, Elvis Hines. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is he for that? Yeah, <laughs> Can we tell that story now, or is it too mean? No, it's too mean, but uh, okay. keep an eye on Elvis. Uh, it would be great if he got a pick six or something. Do you remember when we met him? Yeah. Oh, yeah that was great. Um, all right, I took Notre Dame, by the way. I'm going to take it. Uh, we'll go head-to-head in that one with the old Lobos. This game actually is it should be really uh, good in terms of competitive. I don't know how entertaining they'll be. Number nine, Florida at Kentucky. Florida, an eight-point favorite on the road. Kentucky lost their starting quarterback for the season. They will be starting Sawyer Smith, a former UCF commit and former Troy quarterback who we definitely interacted with in high school. I'm sort of conflicted. Uh, Do we know if C.J. Henderson is playing in this game? I, th- I thought I saw he was injured, and then he was maybe okay. And I know he was college in football like is so food. weird with the injuries. Yeah, I don't know if he's playing or not. The problem is... I want to pick Florida, but I don't know if I trust Felipe Franks to cover eight points on the road, and Kentucky beat Florida last year. Yeah, this is a tough one. I would stay far away from this. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Gators. Uh, I I don't know, man. I, uh, all right, give me the Gators because if, at least we'll both miss, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. I... The, that, this one confuses me. I could see this going either way. Force it. Couldn't you see? Couldn't you see this being a blow? I, okay, here's my prediction. I think this is going to be a blowout. I just don't know which side is going to win that blowout. Well, I actually think that Sawyer Smith is going to be like, you know, not that much of a downgrade for Kentucky at quarterback. My biggest concern with Kentucky is some of the guys they're replacing on defense, name especially Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen is starting and getting sacks in the NFL as a rookie in his first game. You know. But, I mean, what what do we really think of the Gators' offense, though? It's, right. I mean, not to be too, you know, too critical of what's going on there because it's early in the season, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, that's, it's that's uninspiring, the big, to say the least. That's the biggest issue. So that, that's going to be a – that game is definitely a toss-up, but it should be fun to watch. And I bet that old Kroger Field is going to be uh, packed. Uh, <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, Kroger Field. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, get your Tillamook cheese. You can get Tillamook at uh, Kroger. So big shout out to Kroger there. Uh, all right, next up, uh, number 12, Texas at Rice. Texas, a 32-point favorite coming off that big game. And Rob, boy, do I like what Rice is cooking? I will take uh, the Owls. <laughs> the Rice cooking. Yeah, I will take the Owls. 32 points is a ton. I know Rice is historically terrible, but I watched him play Army. Uh, in week one, I took Rice in that game. They easily covered in almost one outright. I think there's a little bit of Texas hangover after that game last week, and I think Rice kind of shortens the game. I, I still think it's like a 42 to 14 situation, but I don't see it being like a 50 to nothing type game. This is in Austin, correct? No, no, it's I have it at Rice. Why? Why would they? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why are these teams doing this? I don't know. Let me double check. Let me let me just double check. Rice. Yeah, Rice is on the bottom. That means they're at home, right? I I would suppose. I they're playing at Texas is playing at Rice. <laughs> I think they <laughs> I think they want to play in uh where is it? Houston. Yeah. Wait, is Rice in Dallas or Houston? No, it's in Houston. It's in Houston. Yeah, I think they want to go down there and have a a de facto home game, I think, is what they're thinking. What? <laughs> Why don't they just have a regular? Home game? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me find. Let me find Rice. Um, it's in Houston. I, my friend Jeff used to be a beat reporter. No, no, yeah, on the it, Rice no, it's beat. at NRG Stadium, so it's a neutral site. Oh, unless that's okay. I, that makes that makes a little more. Sense. I don't think no. That no. Rice has a Rice has a stadium. I think. Yeah, Rice definitely has its. Own. I, I hope so. It, well, it shows how much we know about Rice football. Um, give me the Longhorns. I think Tom Herman will take out some LSU aggression on them. Yeah, Rice is zero two, and they let me tell. You, I didn't see they lost forty one to twenty one at Wake Forest. So um, yeah, now give me give me the horns. Okay, all right. So now that we go head to head on that one. I, I actually, like I said, I'm I'm 
I like the coach at Rice. He came from Stanford, and I th- I like the way they play. Pittsburgh at Penn State. Penn State is 17-point favorite. I'm going to take Penn State because James Franklin loves to run up the score. Nah, give me the Panthers, man. Give me the, uh, you know, they're a de facto Florida school now. Uh, I think they've got some, <laughs> they've got some talent, but much of it coming from my neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think Pat Narduzzi is a good coach. This game is a rivalry game, even though Penn State fans don't like to see it that way. I think this will be a close game. All right, uh, UCF hosting Stanford. The Knights a seven and a half point favorite. The lines kind of moved up and down. Uh, Keller Christ, not Keller Christ. KJ Costello is expected to play. Uh, return for Stanford after missing last week. UCF, by the way, has like five quarterbacks. Are you familiar with what's going on there? Yeah, and this game is in Orlando, yes? Yeah, in Orlando at uh, the Bounce House Spectrum Stadium. Um, I'm taking UCF. I just, I'm nervous about the quarterback thing. Uh, last week, uh, Brandon Wimbush sat out, didn't play. Uh, Dylan Gabriel got the start, was kind of up and down. And then uh, the 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 backup quarterback played a little bit. And then the quarterback who came in for Mackenzie Milton last year, Mack, He's evidently been cleared to play this week. So they have essentially four quarterbacks. <laughs> and I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I, it's a little nervous going into week three, not knowing who your starting quarterback is. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinal. The cover? You think they win? To cover. I just think, like, you know, I, I think that UCF stadium is going to be uh, is going to be rocking, and I think the heat is going to be a major issue. I mean, how hot is it in Orlando right now? I'm take no, it's got to be nice. I'm, I'm actually headed out to Stanford in next weekend, uh, so I'll be. I think it's pretty cold up there, and I've been checking the weather. So Why are you going to Stanford? Difference. So my buddy, this is insane. My buddy, who is 35 years old, is having a boxing match. So he's been training for the last few years to fight, and now he's finally got like a real fight. And he's fighting some guy who used to be uh, college. We looked him up. We found a video on the internet when the when the bracket came out. He played for Southwest Missouri State, so my buddy Ryan is, is going to have a fist fight <laughs> with an ex-college athlete in a ring in San Francisco, and uh, we're all going out there. We got gear made, and we're going to fight. Boy, turn it. hopefully you don't get in any fights. Uh, you got to be careful. Uh, it's eight. So here's this forecast on, on Saturday in Oviedo. High of 84, low of 76, which just means it's going to be miserably hot and humid. An eight-degree Yeah, race. I just don't like the quarterback situation. I think Stanford has comparable talent to UCF. I, I, I just I just see this game being a close one. All right. Should be fun to watch, though. I mean, I wish Stanford would have won last week. It would have made it more exciting because now if UCF wins, it's just going to be like, oh, well, Stanford sucks. They should have scheduled someone someone better. Yeah, they should have scheduled Alabama. Yeah, so scheduled Alabama. Uh, Arizona State going to Michigan State. I think I'm going to speak for both of us and say we both like Arizona State plus 14 here. Yes. I mean, Arizona State won this game last year in uh, Tempe. Arizona State also looked terrible last week against – I couldn't even figure out what team they were playing. The, They've looked terrible for a while. Um, they didn't look great in week one either. <laughs> the, the abbreviation of the team they were playing was like UCAC or something. I was like, what school is this? I eventually figured it out, but I forgot it. So. Is it Central Arkansas or something like no, that? No, it wasn't. Central... I'll look it up while we're talking. But, yeah, uh, I just think it's going to be a close game, even though Michigan State uh, burned us last week. Uh, I like Arizona State here. Number 19, Iowa going to Iowa State. Iowa 2 and This is the Rob Cassidy lock of the week. Well, one of two. I wish we had a sound effect for that. I assume – go ahead and talk about it. I assume you're going to take Iowa. Yes. I, I don't think this game will be very close. I think Iowa is a good football team. I do not think Iowa State is one. Um, I know that everybody wants to kind of explain away the disaster that Iowa State almost had in week one by saying that game's always close. But I think there's a talent discrepancy here. I don't think that Matt Campbell is as good of a coach as everybody thinks he is. He's a fine coach. I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm just saying he's not, you know, he's not the next Nick Saban. Uh, I I just don't see a way that this game is particularly close. I think Iowa steamrolls them. Yeah, I'm going to take Iowa too. <laughs> you know, the Iowa fans already hate you, and now you're ripping Iowa State, so... Uh, yeah, no kidding. Maybe, yeah, maybe I get back in the good graces. <laughs> uh, Arizona State last week. Uh, and of course, now my it's not gonna it's not gonna click on it. Oh, I just realized USC's not ranked. The other Rob Cassidy lock of the week won't be a pick. No, no, they are. I have them on here, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I'm having all types of uh, mouse issues now for some reason. Uh, even though I don't have a mouse. Uh, <laughs> number 21, Maryland at Temple. This is the this is the. Uh, the Vegas uh, 
suspicious line of the week. Maryland only a seven point favorite at Temple. Yeah, that uh, that is fishy. They've looked good. They've looked amazing. They've looked like they should be in the top five. That McFarland, their running back's incredible. Huh? Do you remember how much we used to we used to make fun of Friedman <laughs> over him we, about that running back yeah. or about people going to Maryland? Yeah, well, both, but that running back specifically. Remember? Was, yeah, where was he from? Is he good council kid or yeah, something? He's from up that way. Yeah, he was always hurt. Uh, oh yeah, he, I remember. He missed his senior year, and Friedman kept insisting he was going to Alabama, and we kept laughing at him. Was he the one with the with the ACLs? No, that kid is a retired from football. <laughs> 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 we can't. Let's not discuss that. <laughs> I'll take Maryland. I like I, you know I like McFarland. I like Loxley. I, I I think they've got something going there. My gut says take Maryland, but because of I'm seeing. I'm seeing this line is only 7A. I saw the old S&P Plus has it as like a one-point game. It makes me nervous. Uh, you know, is it in? Is it at Lincoln Financial? Yeah. Is it in Philly? You know, I've been to a game there. It's You know, you want to talk about schools that are like an atmosphere. It's not like a great college football atmosphere, but it's intimidating enough because it's drunk Philly people. I was a, like I was a little bit surprised at just how hostile the atmosphere was there, uh, so I can maybe see why it would be a tough game. It's you know it's drunk Philly guys known to throw batteries and say curse words, but you know I'm still I'm still with locks. I'm riding with Maryland and fight as we saw with our friend friend of the show Mike Scott, fight professional athletes from their own city that their teams that they're fans of. Yeah, it's it's you know going into Lincoln Financial whether it's the Eagles or Temple is no you know it's it's, it's no gimme for yeah. fans you know what, you're gonna walk out of there with your life. What going to happen, Maryland? Uh, <laughs> 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 so, so we'll see what going. People happen. that haven't seen it, should we explain what happened? Okay, here? so so Mike Scott, who I work out with at my gym, NBA player, eclectic personality, plays for the Philadelphia 76ers, NBA journeyman basically, but he seems to have found a home in Philly. The fans love him there. He's got the Mike Scott hive, etc. Well, Mike is from Virginia Beach. He's a huge Redskins fan. So he had said ahead of time that he was going to this game uh, at Philadelphia and was planning on wearing his Redskins Redskins jersey. And people were tweeting at him, telling him not to do it. (laughs) <laughs> saying, hey, Mike, you know, I know you're tough, but, uh, you know, those fans are crazy. I wouldn't do that. Don't show up in the parking lot wearing that red skin. Right. <laughs> so Mike retweeted one of the person, people and said, what going to happen? Like, <laughs> basically saying, like, who's going to mess with me, you know? Yeah. Well, cut to, you know, TMZ or whatever. <laughs> There's a fight, a brawl video with Mike Scott a brawl- in the a brawl video with Mike just throwing haymakers. He took out at least two fans, uh, laying them out. I actually saw it was on the Daily Mail Snapchat story uh, yesterday. Uh, I and say. nothing was going to happen to him, right? Like, those fans attacked him. No, so Mike is somehow, when I when I saw it happen, I was like, great, Mike's going to jail or something. Like, he's, he's definitely going to get in trouble for that. Uh, but the, the Daily Mail story from yesterday said NBA star, which, hey, big shout, Mike Scott, NBA star. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. First time he's ever been called that. NBA star fights racist fans. Mike Scott trades punches with Eagles abusers. So um, I think it, I think it came out that it was looking like, you know, there was a second video where they were trying to say Mike started it, but I think uh, by the time they collected all the evidence, it seemed like he was a self-defense. But anyway... Now Maryland's walking into that same, <laughs> same exactly. I'm telling you. Yeah. So I'm taking Temple. Long story short. Um, all right. Next up, Hawaii at number 23, Washington. Hawaii would be leading the Pac-12 right now, two and zero. They beat Arizona. They beat Oregon State. Now they go to Washington, who obviously looked terrible at a game that nobody watched in the middle of the night last week. Washington is a 22 point favorite. Now nah, you know. Give me the give me the Warriors. You know, I'm taking Hawaii to keep it close. I, I yeah, twenty two. I've a got lot. some. I've got some concerns about Washington. Yeah, you know, it was a, as I texted you uh, last week. It was a horrible week for five star quarterbacks here at Rivals, uh, with them taking L's left and right. Uh, I'm going to take Washington just because uh, I trust Chris Peterson to bounce back. It's this is strictly a coaching decision. Twenty two is a lot, though. I would not. I would definitely stay away from that one. Uh, here you go. Rob's uh, second lock of the week. Number 24, USC. I have them ranked uh, at BYU. 
a four-point favorite on the road. All right. So if the Iowa State-Iowa game was the lock of the week, this is the lock of the decade. I feel very confident in this. BYU, I don't think it's any secret about how we feel how good Tennessee is on this podcast, right? Right. And BYU really tried to lose to them. I've watched BYU the last two weeks, and that quarterback has looked less than good. And that's, you know, the understatement of the year. I don't see how USC doesn't win this game by 20 points. The talent discrepancy is off the charts. Clay Helton, as embattled as he is, is not a complete fraud. Like, he he understands how to call plays and, and do football things. I just think that the t- I just can't see a way that this game is close. There's just no. Uh, I, I don't know if people aren't watching BYU or people. I, I just losing to Tennessee is hard, and they really almost did it. They should have. Tennessee should have won that game about five different times. Uh, by the way, do you want to apologize to Keaton Slovis or? <laughs> no, I should right. Yeah, well, let's see. I'm going to wait a week. If Keaton Slovis comes through for my lock of the millennium, then yes. If he, you know, if he fists me here, and, and then I'll go back to hating him. You really laughed in his face last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I laughed at his name. You were, like, name. you were like, I've never heard of him. He's dead. He just laughed over and over again, <laughs> and then he threw for like 500 yards. Um, so I got a I got a real uh, kick out of that listening to that because uh, I heard it a few times because I had to edit the audio. So. Uh, I'm going to take USC as well for the same reasons. Come on. Keaton Slovis. Get out of here. Get out of here. BYU stinks. I know it's hard to go up there and play, but USC is going to be fine. USC is, you know, I hate to say it, but the, some of the guys that know, knowing their personality kind of are front runners. And uh, mm-hmm. when things are going good, they're going good. I think they're going to they're going to go out there and put a beat down on them and be like no more Lynn Swan. They're probably all happy that that guy's out of there because he was a disaster, right? I, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, give me the Trojans. All right, last but not least, <laughs> game of the week: Florida State traveling to Virginia. Virginia seven and a half point favorite is what I have on my sheet here. I think it opened at seven and it could open at fourteen. I'm taking the Who's. I would feel better about this if it was seven. I, you know, Florida State has, we, you know, it's easy to make fun of Florida State um, just because of how things have gone. But they haven't looked totally inept like Tennessee. I mean, the, they have shown some moments of, hey, we still have a lot of talent on this team. So I'm going to take Virginia. I'm not nearly as confident as you are in this. Um, I, I will ride with the Hoos, but I will hesitantly ride with the Hoos. So Lackford and I played the schedule game on the aforementioned uh, Tuesday show or and uh, Blackford predicted that Florida State's going to go two and ten. Oh, God. <laughs> so, well, now that they've got Jim Levitt in the house, and we can get we're getting to that. Yeah, right? we're going to talk about that next. Which, All which right, we'll get to that. We can roll right into that. So there's our picks. Last week, as I said, Rob was seven ten and one. I was six eleven and one. Let's get back to five hundred this week, Rob. That's all we need to do. I did great in my you know my actual pick. I did not, <laughs> as uh, I texted them to you and. Boy, Jimbo Fisher in a bad beat, uh, legendary move, calling timeout to go for it and score a touchdown with six seconds left. Ouch. Uh, come on, <laughs> come on, Jimbo. <laughs> We've got a mortgage to pay over here. All right. That, yeah, that one helped me. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Florida State, they bring in, uh, it was announced yesterday that they're bringing in Jim Levitt as an analyst to help uh, the defensive coordinator there. And I think you and I both. Uh, uh, Assume that Jim Lovett will be the defensive coordinator by the end of the month. How mad would you be if you're the current defensive coordinator at Florida State? Which, by the way, I don't even somehow know his name. It's, uh, uh what's his name? It's, uh, Harlan Bennett. Okay, where did he come from? Uh, he'd been around. I, I so Levitt was, let me should mention, Levitt was with, um... At Oregon. He was at time. Oregon. He was kind of credited with really turning... Turning them around, turning their defense around. Oregon's defense has always been terrible. Uh, and when Cristobal left, or excuse me, when Taggart left, there was a real viewed as like almost like a power struggle between Levitt and Cristobal. They both wanted the job. Cristobal got it. Levitt stayed, uh, which a lot of people thought he was going to go to Florida State, but Oregon paid him a lot of money. Uh, and then that became kind of a combustible relationship in Oregon. Uh, got rid of him, uh, and he's been unemployed uh, until now. So I thought I, maybe he didn't. For, I thought he went to that stupid AAF thing for a little bit, but I guess not because I looked it up and I couldn't find any record of it. Well, all record all record that has been wiped away by the Illuminati football sports media world that was heavily invested in the AAF and then acted like they weren't surprised when it failed. <laughs> 
So, so well, they were definitely getting paid. To, well, we don't need to talk about okay. that. Anyway. So our boy Harlan was at Michigan State from 07. And I'm really mad if I'm him right now. And at least, because you know how that is. Like, you bring in this dude to look over your shoulder. I think the writing's on the wall here. Right. It's not like he's like a young coach here. I mean, he looks like he's well into his 40s or 50s. Um, he played in the NFL for seven. So he was drafted in 1990. And played seven years in the NFL, so I figure in 1990 he was at least 20. Uh, you know, that puts him, what, at going on 50 here? Yeah, I would just kick my feet up in the meetings and completely stop paying attention. Yeah, so... That's that, that, that's how I would treat that. But, of course, I am not a highly motivated individual. <laughs> right, exactly. We know, well, we know that. Uh, so, this is... I, I don't think it should be viewed as, like, a panic move yet. If they fire... If they fire uh, Harlan and bring in Levitt. I mean, say because they're not supposed to win this week. They're a touchdown underdog. So if they yeah. if they lose, is he going to be the scapegoat? Yeah, of course, because Willie's going to need one, right? And even if he's not, I guarantee you, if he's an if Harlan Bennett is an insane person like I am, uh, especially professionally, he's already talked himself into the whole scenario where if they lose, he's getting fired. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to go out and live and say Harlow's not as crazy as you are <laughs> paranoid. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, this one, it's just things are not going well, and it's, things are not going well for Florida State, UCLA, uh, Nebraska, Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, all these hires that were made that we were all so happy about. Uh, Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which you and I defended less, didn't we? Yeah, that was really stupid. I that, mean, was a game just, that was a game you should have won. Well, this is first year. They now. look so bad. But the thing is, they were getting better under Beatty last year. <laughs> now it's like they're back to square one. It's it's clear that he doesn't care, I, I think. I, I don't think that he – I think he's collecting paychecks, my man. I was very – I think I was very wrong about so, that. So you think it's a keep getting them checks situation, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I do now. Who do they play next? Let me take a look. See at the schedule. Oh, at Boston College. Now they're done. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a win. They've got win. a ridiculous. This is the problem with some of these teams. It says so they play Indiana State and Coastal Carolina, then they have to play nine conference games, and then they schedule at Boston College, like Kansas. Like I know, I guess they need money to, but I mean, man, just schedule a horrible team or somebody you can. Well, they tried that Coastal Carolina. They. Yeah. I think that's kind of... They were winning that game, too. They were up 7 nothing, and, and, you know, our boy Puka only had 99 yards, uh, which wasn't a good game for him. But, yeah, that was a, that was a tough loss. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Anthony Alfano, is that his name, or is it Antonio? I, might have I think it's uh, I think it's Anthony. Anyway, whatever the case, he's disappeared. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. So, it's been a, it's a great Nick Saban press conference week. Did you see it? He, I did. I sure did. He came out saying that this player, who was a five-star and was ranked number one at 24-7 overall in the class, said he got suspended and he's kind of disappeared. Which <laughs> like a missing persons thing. Then he came out and said uh, that they would play better teams, but nobody wants to schedule them. Why don't you, and then he defied a reporter. Why don't you try scheduling games for us and see what happens? Yeah, I'll just schedule you on with UCF. That's right. You and UCF will play a neutral site game in Orlando. How's that sound at the old Camping World Stadium? We can get that. Yeah, and UCF would do that. <laughs> oh, they would definitely do that. They de- they definitely do that, and they definitely do a home and home. So, uh, and I tweeted that Troy also uh, trolled ten- trolled them retweeting the press conference. But did you see that? No. Yeah, tr- yeah. Tr- <laughs> Troy, the Troy football account retweeted the clip of Saban with like a. Hmm, like let's let's schedule it then because <laughs> there's a lot of in-state politics there with uh, you know conspiracy theories about you know the government holding down the other programs that are in Alabama. So uh, and then the other thing we had uh, we had their AD come out and complain that their game starts at eleven o'clock and why do we keep having eleven o'clock kickoffs? Uh, did you see that one as well? Yeah, when they play some nobody. But so everybody in the SEC is playing nobody this week, basically. And I, I retweeted. I was like, yeah, well, I'm sure that riveting matchup should be in prime time. And someone's like, well, why is Texas A&M Lamar in that time? I'm like, I don't know. Because it's a TV. You are, you are basically at the mercy of, of the TV executives. 
Uh, it's a TV show, right? That's how college football is now, correct, Rob? Yeah, but why are we? Ma- I don't understand. Every team plays a day game. <laughs> like, I don't. I just come on. Well, so you know what's weird? You know what the Oregon fans are constantly complaining about that I see on social media that games are at night. Why are all our games at night? Maybe they can trade time slots. With yeah, yeah, you guys can kick off at 11 a.m. Uh, guess what? Schedule somebody better. I'm sorry. I know Alabama has to schedule some wins, and that's fine. But, you know, nobody – and Southern Miss is actually – I think who they're playing is a, is a better opponent than some of these teams. But I, I cannot as – you, as you often say, I cannot pretend to care about uh, TV. Yeah, no, there's no way. TV scheduling. Uh, all right, Alfano is MIA. Do we think it's only a matter of time before he's back at Maryland or something? Well, see, I, I need to know how – jokey I can be about this. He's MIA like he's just off the team, or he's MIA like nobody can really find yeah, him. His name's Antonio. I don't know why I constantly call him. I think... You're he, calling him... Because what's his last name? His last name is Alfano. Are you calling him Anthony because of the music critic Anthony Fantano? No, I think I'm just calling him Anthony. I don't know. It's, it must be like an Italian thing. I don't know. Antonio Antonio also is the same. Oh, is he Italian, by the way? Uh, well, he's missing. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna find out. So I do not think he's he's from he's from Rahway, New Jersey. My guess would be our boy Antonio is definitely Italian. Uh, yeah, you get the twenty three and Me report when he resurfaces, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he said he's kind, he's missed the last three days of practice. I think he got suspended. He got mad and he hasn't shown up to practice. Okay, so it's not like a first forty eight situation. No. I can I can laugh about this. Okay, and I do think he's gonna transfer. Do you, what, yeah, I would assume. I mean, I don't know how many players have ghosted their college football team and returned to have a great career at the, the university. I'd like to see the list. Um, I Yeah, I, I think he's probably done at Alabama. Um, yeah, I, there were some rumors that, you know, hey, he's, this guy's got a, bit, a little bit of a knucklehead or whatever. Didn't uh, Minka Juarez ghost USC? Where did he end up? Uh, he's supposed to be on Utah. Uh but I think there was some discussion about where he is and as he's on the roster. Um, ah, so he ghosted again. Uh, <laughs> I know that, like, <laughs> he was a very controversial one because we saw he was allegedly, like, this amazing player. And then we saw him at the Army Bowl and we're all like, this guy's terrible. And Gorney just fought to the death for him. Um, I don't, our boy, what was his name? Juarez? Minke Juarez. Yeah, the spelling is. Uh, I remember somebody saying he had legs like a penguin. <laughs> I can't. That was. I yeah, that was. <laughs> I don't want to say who's that. But, uh, yeah, there was definitely a lot of uh, penguin discussion. We should have. We knew this is this is one of the guys. It's like we knew he was going to be a disaster, and we somehow stuck with him. He is not listed well, on. Utah's I want to bring roster. this up since we talked about Florida State, and one of the things from from on that topic that always makes me mad. Is I remember very vividly a conversation about uh, the quarterback that Florida State kicked off that was in last night, Hugh Henry. Uh, uh, Malik Henry. Henry. Malik Henry. Where we were all sitting there in the rankings meeting, and we all said, "Oh, we all know he's not going. He's you know, <laughs> we all know he's going to get kicked off the team and never be good, but we have to keep him because of the upside." And I'm like, "You just said the sentence. We all know he sucks. Why isn't he a three star?" And nobody really ever answered that question. <laughs> And sure enough, I, look. Well, this is the thing that, like, so, so a lot of times you'll get in a situation where we'll see a guy once or twice where someone else has seen him a lot. and uh, But with Henry, there was nobody defending him. Like, it's, we all agreed that he was terrible and then just never dropped him. I, I don't really know why that happened. Yeah, we, we, well, we should have. We did drop him from five stars, but we should have dropped him considerably. Um, but anyway... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That was those are the ones that make me the maddest. Is when you knew a guy wasn't good and we didn't. You you sort of second guess yourself because Juarez was a guy that was like it was a you know Henry and Juarez are both consensus guys that were like oh yeah these guys are great, but some of us who only saw him a couple times never saw him. Um, Where I checked out on Henry was when he when he didn't work out for him at IMG. That's when I was kind of like, this is not going to work anywhere, ever. Because IMG will do everything to let you succeed. That's the whole reason they're there, is to be a football factory. Right. And if you can't get along there, I mm, there is a red flag. Uh, Lackford just sent us a text, and he actually sent us the... Nick Saban said, five-star freshman DT Antonio Alfano has kind of disappeared a little bit. 
Alfano's not been seen in practice over the last two weeks, nor has he played a snap in 2019 in Lackford. And I said, did he fill out a missing persons report? <laughs> well, I enjoy him saying kind of a little bit, as if it's like the photo in Back to the Future where only the bottom half is, is managed. <laughs> you, still, you can still see from the shoulders up. Man, Sam Darnold has been sidelined after being diagnosed with mono. Yeah, I saw that. Dang, kissing. Who's he been kissing in there in New York City, Sammy? <laughs> We'll get uh, Sam Spiegelman on the flirt report. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to get that, but I appreciate that joke. Uh, all right, moving on. UCLA uh, giving away free tickets, four free tickets to every season ticket holder. Did you see this? No, good for them. Yeah, they some goodwill. Would you take – now, if I was – I don't know. I wouldn't buy season tickets to anything ever, so I guess I'm the, the bad person, but – I'd gladly take four free tickets, and guess what? If I was in LA, I'd go watch. I'd go watch Oklahoma, UCLA for free. Yeah, absolutely. UCLA has good players on their team. Yeah, Can't I don't. That. My question is, what is the situation with? Uh, what do we think is the situation with parking there at the Rose Bowl? I have not been to the Rose Bowl since I was eleven years old. I went a long time ago. Um, I can't remember. I, I I don't think it's a good situation and you know there's no great mass transit out there either so it might be an uber uber situation all right uh so yeah you i'd like to see more schools do this i hate seeing empty stadiums give away free tickets who cares i know it's sort of you know what i hate in sporting events college and pro is when a team is terrible like the miami marlins and they there's an empty stadium there are 500 people at the thing and it's the fifth inning and they still won't let people move down like Come on. Yeah, that, when we were kids, it, that used to be like the easiest thing ever, dude. Now, was it easy because we were kids or? No, I think they really started cracking down on it in the last decade. Now, I can understand if you're a good team and, you know, there's, you know, people are coming to your games. But if you're the Miami Marlins, wh- why are you stopping people from moving down? <laughs> well, that was one of the it's... coolest things as a kid. The game would be a blowout and uh, and you'd move down, right? Like, and you'd get to yeah. be close to the, you'd get to be close to the field. I mean, those are where where memories are made. No, I agree. So I'm with you on that one. Good, good, good mini rant. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about this air conditioning gate, but I don't really want to explain it that much. Do you want to talk about it? Um, I don't know. What is there to say? Tom Herman may or may not have adjusted the air conditioning in the visitors' locker room during the LSU game. Ed Orgeron says yes. Texas says no. There's no way to prove it. I, I don't know. Guess what? I like the gamesmanship. Uh, I did too. I would do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, remember when the Spurs pretended their air conditioning was broke to win that game against Miami in the finals? <laughs> Speaking of gays, yeah, real a real quick throwback to the fight thing I was talking about, buddy having the boxing match. So they were, uh, we found, as I said, we found the video of this guy sparring that he's fighting the uh, the former athlete from Southwest Missouri State, and I was like, why don't we, you know, go to why don't we go to your boxing gym, videotape a left handed guy. Put your name, Kansas City, Kansas, on it and put it on YouTube so the guy finds it and prepares for a left-handed boxer. And my buddy that's fighting was like, I don't want to win like that. I don't want to do that. I'm like, I would, you know, you are a better person than me. If it was me, I'd already have done it. I would have, you know. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a pretty dumb. good idea, actually. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Idea. I know. And then I got made out to look like a terrible person for even suggesting it. Yeah, well, guess what? Does he want to win or does he want to have his honor? <laughs> That's what I said. Come on. This is a win at all costs. What would, Co- what would Coach Kobe Bryant do? Yeah, Kobe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, I wish we could make that tweet of the week. Uh, if you haven't seen Kobe's in- – did he delete it? I know. There- I don't know. The screenshots live forever. Well, yeah, but there was a lot of back – Kobe's facing all types of backlash over posting a, a picture of his team that he coaches just looking miserable after they got fourth place. and <laughs> He calls out one of the girls for missing the – game because she had a dance recital <laughs> and i believe he says that should tell you right there where her head's <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so imagine your daughter being called out by kobe uh for going to dance class but guess what don't double book yourself i'm with kobe um now you guys are both sociopaths but <laughs> yeah I, I definitely i definitely have mamba mentality uh even though i'm not a big kobe fan uh i definitely can relate to kobe being crazy uh and I will definitely do something like that uh, later yeah, on. Yeah, say what you want about Kobe, like him or hate him, but there is no disputing that there is no bigger dog in the history of any sport than Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah. His uh, dad did a number on him when he was a kid. <laughs> uh, 
probably being picked on growing up overseas, getting picked on all the time. Uh, yeah. Definitely helped uh, with that for sure. All right, real quick. I do want to talk about Tennessee just because everyone's talking about it. Uh, uh, Coach Pruitt uh, made this reference to the Titanic, uh, which was definitely confusing. Um I, I, uh, in reference to players that are transferring, which, by the way, Rob, we are only two weeks away from mass transfers. You know that, right? At every school. I'm not just talking about Tennessee. Yeah, we're getting there. Once the, uh, what is it, like the redshirt period ends? Or... Yeah, we got four games. And if some guys haven't, some guys have barely played in the first four games and they're upperclassmen, they got years left, they're out of there. And it's going to be, it's going to be way more than last year. So I'm very excited for that. So be on the lookout for that. Keep that in your mind. But my question I wanted to ask you, this is like a rumor, people keep alluding to it, people keep making jokes about it. Do we think that Phil Fulmer, the former Vols coach who's the AD that hired Pruitt, do we think he really wants to coach again? Because people keep saying, oh, if they lose a couple more, they're one and six. Fulmer will come down and say, you know, say he's saving the day. This is all part of his master plan. Do you think he actually, do you think that would ever happen under any scenario? I can't see it. Think about how I mean Tennessee. I feel like we make fun of them too much. Well, no. Listen, I listen to. They a lot have, of all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I've got a train of okay. thoughts here. I've seen this as well, but they already had what was the most disastrous coaching search in the history of college football. I think I don't think that that's exaggerating, is it? Yeah. If th- something like that were to happen, where the athletic director fires the coach in year two so he can take over, they would never be able to hire another coach again. That would be it. You would be the head coach of Tennessee because you would be all that they could get. That, that cannot happen. All right. Okay, first of all, I would, you know, I'm, I'm going to be like one of these classy coaches who doesn't say he's in a running for a job when another coach has it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you'll wait. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I'm happy where I am right now at Rivals and my plans to be here <laughs> for as long as <laughs> Other coaching cliches. I don't think it's going to happen. I just think it's. I think it's funny that like, and like I said, prominent people keep throwing this out there. Now, I think a lot of them are older and remember Phil Fulmer and maybe know him. I, I don't know him at all. I've never met him. Um, I do think they kind of went down a slippery slope, you know, with the way that coaching search went, and then and then hiring a guy who hadn't been an AD before to be an AD. Don't you think, like, Lackford and I went through, the, their schedule in the back half is definitely there's some winnable games. Do you think they're going to go 1-6 and six or whatever, or do you see? I think they end up beating either Florida or Mississippi State and end up, like, starting out, like, 2-5 and five or something. It really just depends on how much they quit. I think that they have, they shouldn't go, they shouldn't be that bad. I think that they will win five games. Well, what's crazy is, during during this week's uh, game, when it looked like they were going to win, the announcers uh, were just like, oh, look, this shows that they haven't quit on Pruitt and they've bought in and they're committed to the rebuild and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then they lose. And then that changed, yeah. Right, and then it's like, oh, yeah, they're finger-pointing. Well, of course they're finger-pointing. Like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Is like, why are guys finger-pointing on the field? Well, it's because they're discussing what went wrong to lead to the big play. It all comes down to... Football people, announcers, coaches, just about every football guy, basically are in a are in a continuous search to look for a reason to talk about somebody overcoming adversity. <laughs> right, <laughs> all it is. It's you know they scour the entire you know news cycle to find somebody beating adversity because it's what they like to say. Right. I was listening to another podcast, and of course had to mention that Slovis was oh, it's a three star guy. Nobody wanted him. We go, and then he talks about LSU, and then doesn't mention. He's like, you know, Derek Stingley had an amazing game. Doesn't mention that he was a five star. He says, yeah, "Oh, this is a this is a freshman that the coaches really talked about." <laughs> you know, because you have to find the adversity angle. That's that's what these football people look for. Right. Well, Me, I always root for the adversity to win. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I definitely. Love <laughs> I like adversity. seeing people. I like seeing two stars crumble under pressure. Quit. <laughs> Uh, he's obviously joking. What, what I was, uh, what I, Am I? <laughs> what, what I wanted to talk about with this, it's, it's not going to happen. I just think that for some reason in Florida State's the same way uh, as Tennessee. They're just like a lightning rod and it has a lot to do with the fan base. It has a lot to do with like the Twitter era too. Like, I'm, I mean, if Tennessee was 0-2 and it was, 
2007, would we really care that much, or would, would we know that many? Uh, no, people? I don't think so. Right. It's 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 definitely a function of social media and falls Twitter and that coaching search and the Greg Schiano thing. I just think like. I don't have a super great feeling about, you know, how they're going to do this year. But I also think it's been a – I also think, like, assuming they're going to be one in six is ridiculous because, I mean, do we think – do we know that the Mississippi State is that good? I mean, their quarterback is injured. Uh, do we know that Florida is that good? I don't – could you believe Florida is in the top ten, by the way? I mean, are there – who's good? Like, maybe we're just too hard on these teams. It seems crazy that Florida's in the top ten, but it is early. They do have talent. I just I can't think of ten teams that I'm sure are better, I guess. I could probably think of eight. Well, so they used to have me vote in like these uh, – like whenever I voted in some type of polls, whenever a team lost at the beginning of the season, I would drop them completely out of the top 25. So like Texas A&M, Oregon, and Texas would all be unranked. Because why are they ranked? Well, because they because they started this season ranked. The whole the whole system is rigged based on these preseason rankings. Yeah, that's true. But at least they lost. I mean, well, okay, Texas, why is you can drop Texas out? Why is Washington ranked ahead of Cal? Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Why? Right. Also, Cal has the best secondary in the country. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cal's got the best secondary, and you know what? One of their one of their starting safeties. Nobody wanted him. <laughs> zero star, <laughs> not a take hall of famer. Yeah, he's a yeah. Zero no, star. I don't understand that one. I, I I see what you're saying. I don't completely disagree. I know it's, that. but but like uh, because we voted this way based on no information to start the year. Like, why is an LSU number two at le- at the lowest? Like using yeah, the same logic. If they beat the number twelve team, why aren't they ranked higher? They're number four and number five in the other poll. Come on. No, I know. I see what you're saying. It's you know, it's it makes sense on the surface. Let's see if B, I wanted to see if BYU got any votes. They did not. Um, so anyway, well, I hope not. All right. Uh, in terms of tweet of the week and rants and stuff like that, I don't have a whole lot to add. You got anything new you're watching or any recommendations? Mm, no, I haven't really had time to do much. Let me tell uh, you, I'm about to go to this uh, coffee shop in Knoxville, and I'm going to tell you the name of it. I'm going to a game. Actually, speaking of the old balls. I'm going to a game up there. This is it's one of the best tasting coffee I've ever had in my life. So uh, when I figure out the name of it, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm going to Lakeland and Plant City this weekend, so I'll be in Tampa. Um, so that's good. I'll run into something up there. I have, I'm trying to get out of my Tampa rut because I'm there so much, so I'll try to find some new spots. Yeah, you, I went to – did I tell you I went to this coffee shop there? And it was one of the saddest – Like, because, you know, you and I often try to find places to go – non-Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. So I stopped at this thing, and it was like, you know, it was well off the beaten path. Uh, it was kind of over by Brandon. I was driving back from IMG all the way back to Atlanta, and I wanted to pick a place to stop and work. So I go into this place, <laughs> and the dude has this expansive menu, but it's all handwritten with, like, a Sharpie. <laughs> no, I know those places. And stuff is, like, crossed out, you know? Oh, boy. Uh, like, that was so bad. And, I mean, I had, like, a grilled cheese sandwich. I had a coffee that was pretty decent. And the guy kept trying to, like, talk to me. And then somebody else came in to order something. And like, there they, are places in Brooklyn like that that are, I, I feel like it's a different vibe, though. Was it handwritten in an effort to be charming? No. Or was it handwritten in just because it was sloppy? It was handwritten because he didn't want to pay for a real... There you go. That's yeah. that's the difference. And most of these places, at least in New York, that are handwritten because it's supposed to be charming also have no Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk to your neighbor. Yeah, that's yeah. not charming. There was a... I'll tell you that there was a USF, a Florida Gators, and a Tampa Bay Bucks flag just hanging. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You know, if you we know the name of it. I will make you a small wager that that place will not stay open until the end of the year. Well, you know what? That's what I thought. I assumed it had already not been open that long, but it's right by a hospital. And I think that, like, people from the hospital go there to get coffee, I guess. Because I, I looked on Yelp and it had been open for more than a year. I was like, how is this place even a business? Because <laughs> I asked the dude to bring me, I asked the dude to bring me some salt. And he brings me this thing that <laughs> says onion powder. 
And he's like, oh, man, I sp- my salt shaker, uh, the big thing of salt spilled everywhere, and I had... <laughs> Did we ever tell the story on the podcast about the burger place in L.A. that was pay whatever you want? <laughs> How much does this cost? Oh, just give me whatever. Yeah, give me whatever, man. <laughs> what? What, was, what was it called? Cool Cafe? Uh, yeah, the slogan was keeping it cool. I know that keep- much. And they did keep it cool. But after he told us it was pay whatever you want, and I laughed, he also said, you know, man, we've gone bankrupt twice, but we got some investors now. <laughs> you know, no crap. You guys went bankrupt twice on the pay whatever you want concept. He also had a stack. Remember there was a giant stack of books on the counter for some reason? Yeah, and he said he'd just taken up reading and he read all of them in a year, and there were like 600 books. <laughs> The guy was really crazy. That was the that was the best. Yeah, if by crazy you mean he'd smoked like thirteen joints before he walked in there, and then yeah, he was crazy. He was just high. That was the that was the best place we've ever like most unique like cool place we've ever been to on the road. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, a hundred percent. And then remember, I tried to tip him on top of what I decided the price was, and he wouldn't take it. He's like, tipping isn't very cool, man. You just paid me. Yeah, that wasn't what? cool. Yeah, that wasn't cool, man. And then Rob left his sunglasses in there, and the dude came sprinting out with them. Uh, to, to return them. Do you remember that part? Yeah, he was great. I mean, I'm really rooting for him, and I hope it works. I just don't think the pay-whatever-you-have business model works for a <laughs> burger place. It was really, they were really good burgers, and I think they like oh, they made, were. made the fries there on site. Yeah, it was definitely- Look, man, I've never had a bad meal prepared by a high guy. I'm just going to put that out there. It's usually pretty good. Well, don't go to the state of Oregon, because it's, I think I've talked, I think I talked about this after I came back. Every service industry employee is high and can't remember what you ordered or what. <laughs> yeah, that's always a problem. But the food itself is usually pretty delicious if you can if you can manage to get your hands on. It. Two different places. I call. I went. I ordered on my phone, and the other one I called ahead with more than an hour of lead time, and neither one of them had even started making it when I was there, nor remembered that they were supposed to make it uh, when I showed up. I showed up there. <laughs> so that both people are like, "What?" You call you ordered? <laughs> yeah, I talked to you on the phone. You ordered like four sandwiches. I lost it in the one. The one I did, I had a classic Womack freak out uh, where I was just uh, mumbling cuss words <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> and I had to get a 50% discount. So uh, take that for what you will. So I am still rewatching Breaking Bad. Oh, Rob, what a great show. Great. One of my favorites of all time. I'm in season, I just started season four. So uh, I will, I'm. Gearing up for the movie. The Downton Abbey movie also comes out this month. When does the Breaking Bad movie come out? It comes out on Netflix, I think, in October. Man, so I'm start watching again. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so primed to roll right into it because uh, I've I've uh, I've definitely been enjoying it. I don't think I watched the last season uh, more than once. I definitely watched the other seasons more than once. But you know how it is with the last season of a show; you never end up really rewatching it. Yeah, you don't go back and see it. All I right. think the only one I've ever seen is The Sopranos. I've seen that multiple times. Yeah, which, by the way, I never watched that show. It's great. You should watch it. It's All my right. favorite. Breaking Bad's my number two. I think The Sopranos is my number one. All right. That wraps it up for us. I don't have any big complaints. I I know I do have some. I just can't remember. I'll come back with Tampa with plenty, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get kicked out of the game or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually worried about that in, in uh, Tennessee, but... Uh... We'll see how it goes. I'll tell you what it ran. It's going to a game that turns into a blowout. Is that the worst thing ever? And it's not a blowout enough where there's a running clock. It's just, you know, it's like 28 points. Yeah, it sucks. Well, the running clock rules need to be unified nationwide. I mean, if the game, if it's a 35-point game in the third quarter, let's run the clock. No, I agree. Like, nobody's coming back from that in 12-minute in quarter. Is it 12? How long are the quarters? 12? Yes. Oh, I know. I've got a quick rant. The, the ridiculous. Okay, so the halftime used to be fifteen minutes, correct? Yep. Like when we were in high school, we had a fifteen-minute halftime that included going into the half, coming back out, warming up. Well, then they added three minutes on. Okay, make it eighteen minutes for the band. The band performs for fifteen minutes, then you they get, get three off minutes. the field. Yeah, they get off the field. You get three minutes to warm up for a second half. Well, now they made it twenty. Okay. <laughs> 20-minute halftime. And now they've just started doing a thing where it's 20, and they add the the minutes again. We're at 23 minutes. And it's all See, because that's... of the stupid band having to set up all this ridiculous... Look, marching bands... they got xylophones now and whatnot. Well, the yeah. props are... This band last week had these giant rolling things with pictures of the planet Earth. I'm like, what is the point of this? Just get out there with your instruments and play. 
Are we- Let me read you something real quick. Okay. <laughs> because uh, before we get off the show, breaking. Texas, inter- Texas internal report proves visitor locker room AC was on and working for LSU. Chip Brown has details, temperature readings, an on-the-record statement from Chris Del Conte on his discussion with with Louisiana Tech debunking Ed Orgeron's claim. We're doing investigative reporting on air conditioning now. <laughs> Listen, I got news for you. Give me that Rice 32. I, I, I cannot say how hard people need to hit that Rice 32. You know, I love Chip Brown. Uh, great reporter. I might have to do it. I might have to reverse course. This He's is locked re- into my Texas pick, but this is wild. This is ridiculous. Who cares? Like, what, how Tom do you Herman to- cares. I think Tom Herman, and this is not pejorative at all because I like Tom Herman. I like how petty he is. Is the pettiest coach in the history of football because <laughs> he's definitely the one driving this and leaking this information, right? Well, yeah. Somebody, somebody is leaking it. That that's the uh, that's the thing that people don't talk about enough. Is is <laughs> yeah, internal internal report. Yeah, I don't think Chip. Brown decided to dig into air conditioning gate on his own, you know? <laughs> you know, what am I going to do this week? You know, I really do an investigative study on the air conditioning at Texas. Somebody handed this to him. Who's Chris Del Conte? He's the AD, isn't he? At uh, Texas? I don't know who the hell he is. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, he's the vice president and athletics director, so That's he right. called Louisiana... Poor Louisiana Tech getting drug into the middle of this. I just, it's, I can't believe somebody wrote an investigative story on the air conditioning internal temperature readings. All right, we okay. got to clap this up. All right, that's it. That wraps it up for us. We will be back on Sunday. Uh, there isn't really a game of the week, so if you've somebody, if you have someone in mind you want me to have on the show or something, let me know, because uh, if not, it's going to be me and Lackford again, because I don't, if there's not a good game where someone's going to be there, it doesn't work for me. So uh, that wraps it up for us. We'll be back with another episode on Sunday. <laughs>